the No Talent Show podcast. The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy the show, share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of our fan club at nofocusradio.com. You get exclusive content and merch. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at NoFocusRadio. You can also find the rest of Lidomine Media's podcast and radio shows like we read at LidomineMedia.com. That's the doorman singing. There he is. Yep, that's me. <laughs> what a great voice. I'm running. There I'm it going is. to Fresno. <laughs> this is the No Focus Radio Hour, the only radio show made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, and for those who long to live in the Fresno Valley. That's right, in the Fresno, <laughs> Fresno Valley. Valley. Wow. As always, we have our beautiful cast of characters, the doorman. Hey, Fresno, what is happening? Not That's much. How about, how about yourself? <laughs> hey, good night, everybody. Uh, good night. Good night. We, Great we show, guys. Also have with us Marty Stupidasso. You know, you mentioned the merch that we have, and I bought the No Focus underwear, the mm-hmm. thong version. Yeah. It's riding up, but it's... Uh, I you like have it, it on backwards. You showed oh, me earlier. Geez. Oh, man. Oh. Next time I'm coming in with pants on, because this is just not working for me. <laughs> not for us either. <laughs> not working for us. We also have with us Mr. Don Schlicks. It's good to be here. I always love being with my pals here at the No Focus Radio Hour. <laughs> nice. Uh, today, we have some special guests joining us. Now, yes. they'll be joining us in about uh, 10 minutes, so when they join, it'll be a surprise We'll just kind of uh, hop on in with them. That's right. Um, it's kind of so like you're be... waiting for the balloon to pop. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Hey, what have you guys been up to? Anything big? I got I got an entertainment pick that I've been kind of excited about. Ooh, well, let's hear it. The yeah, Grizzlies. The Grizzlies what? are coming back. Are they back? The studio, they can come back. I think there's a very limited in the amount of people you can have, though. Are we breaking news? <laughs> uh, will, will it actually be more people that show up to the games in the past? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can only have 20%, but it's going to be huge. Yeah, I think they only had 10% show up originally before COVID. <laughs> well, they're hoping for 20 now. Yeah. <laughs> so May 11th, will be able to fill up. They, they said their hibernation is over. Wow. Um, this is the best time of year before it gets hot. Yeah. Go see Grizzlies. Yeah. It is, yeah. So it's going to be nice. Two weeks before it gets hot. And this is going to be great. This is what you can expect from the home opener. It sounds quite inviting. You get uh, physically distanced seating pods. Sweet. Um, pods? <laughs> pods? Yeah. Buffer zones around nice. the field. You um, must what? wear masks and face coverings. That is mandatory. During the game? How am yes. I going to eat my... Even in my know. pod? I'm in my pod, and I'm doing the mandatory distancing. I still got to wear a mask? That's right. That's, That's right. Be, uh, Could Marty wear his thong? Is that considered a, a mask? Um, if I put it there's on my face, be... which I often do. <laughs> 
streamlined concourse flow, increased directional signage, utilization of digital and mobile ticketing. No, no uh, buying tickets at the game. You have to buy them in advance. Here's what scares me. The Sounds next one fun. scares me. Yeah, enhanced and, sanitation. Okay, now, Ooh. wouldn't they have enhanced sanitation when I was going originally? I would hope so, right? right. But. Well, no, no, no. See, now <laughs> they're giving you real sanitation, but doesn't this all sound so fun? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No mention of food. I don't know. Is yeah, there going to be a, a game point. of any kind? I don't know, because when you go to a baseball game, let's oh, baseball. face it, you're just you're face eating it. food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're there. For, you're there for the hot and dogs. Every once yeah. in a while, something on the field happens that makes you go, "Oh, good play." No, that's I, like three times a game that happens. Yeah, but usually. but that's usually when you're standing in line, right? Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. it's like right then. Oh man, and you missed it. I am I am confused about a couple of things. Okay, one is you know you're wearing your mask. Yeah, you're in these Pod. seating pods. You're socially you're pod. distanced. I imagine like the Jurassic zone. World pods that you roll around <laughs> yes, in. Yeah, glass <laughs> pods. Drive those things around. That you be out on the field. Are there? Are you? Are they still gonna have the guys doing the charros? Charros. I, I can't see how. Pizza. Yeah. And here's the <laughs> popcorn. Popcorn. Here's the other thing. If there's a foul. Ball, Ball, does everybody run away from it? Like it's oh, you know because yeah, it might have cooties. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's out. You know, and I'm excited about the masks when it's 115 degrees in Fresno. Ooh, yeah, I love yeah. breathing my own bad breath. Yeah. You know the, the the one good thing about this is the scarcity aspect. You know, if if the Grizzlies <laughs> play the scarcity aspect, maybe more people will actually go to the game. You know, oh, we can only fit in so many people. You better hurry. We can yeah. be exclusive. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a forced supply and demand. Exactly. I got spoiled. I had a friend who had access to one of the suites. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we yeah. Went yeah. To like Those four or five nice. suite games. Yeah. And then I didn't I want to ever go back to those the games were sweet with the commoners. No, yeah. I the, no. And, yeah. I have a family member who has uh, access to one of those yeah. too. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing like it, boy. You're sitting up there. Ah, oh, so beautiful. And if the game's no good, you could just watch TV. Yeah. Your air conditioned. Oh, yeah. yeah you if know. it's hot, you go inside. That yeah. is nice. Actually. I've been in a couple of the suites before. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of that fun idea though, where you're not actually watching the live game. You are sitting on the couch in the AC, just watching the game on TV. <laughs> on TV and you're yeah. like, this is, is the life. <laughs> like, oh, I could have like, done this I'll, at home. I'll go out with the commoners now. And then yeah. you walk outside and you get, you know, so you, you got watch your it from own the little, like, you know, like 10, 12 seat little section of the bleachers there to sit yeah, out yeah, the door. It's exactly. Cool, and you can it's wave nice. to all the, the, the people down there. I'm it in my nice. suite. Yeah. There was a, we had a friend as well who had a, a suite and they also had those, um, that area up top. It's that private little bleacher area like you had. But they gave you this little menu card, and you can fill out the menu, and they'll actually bring yeah. you real yeah. food. Yeah. That's really nice. It's posh. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't get that service. We had to bring our go down to where the other Ooh, people were and get our food, and then bring it back up with the peasants. Huh? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. So heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. You got to be careful. Got to be careful out there. So yeah, I don't know. This doesn't sound like you say. Just unfortunately, it doesn't really. Sound. And then it's a it's a single A team, right? Yeah, who's who are they? Who's <laughs> oh, main, you know what? That's a good point. I forgot about that too. We got bumped yeah. down to single A this year. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they I don't say, even know. they say the talent is really in single A. The young, exciting talent. Well, is, oh, is, the, does the single A, uh, you know, promotion department say that? <laughs> Maybe no, but what I've heard is um, usually the players that make it to the majors play single A, double A, and they'll often skip triple A. Mm. And so you get more of the talent. You'll see more big league talent in single A than you do. Triple A, you get some that, you know, if they get injured, they'll come down to triple A. Yeah, like yeah, rehab and all that. But um, 
the guys who were in AAA for a long time are the guys who are barely not good enough to make the major leagues. And so the guys who are really mm. good oftentimes will skip AAA. Well, that is, makes sense because they'd be hungry too, yeah. right? They're just yeah. getting to the majors or what they so consider the first step. I don't step. think there's a big, we're not going to see a drop off. It's not like we're going to see, oh, this is terrible baseball. It'll yeah. be really young guys who are still really excited to play, yeah. you know, because it's they're, they're kicking off their baseball career. What team do the Grizzlies feed into? What major league team now? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. It used to be the Giants back in the day. Then it became the Astros. I think it's a team minute. from Japan the now. Nationals. <laughs> it was the Nationals. Is it not the Nationals anymore? I, I don't know. I think I'm it's the sure. the J- Jap- was it Japan Giants or what's the name of that? The Nippon Giants. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I think that's who they're. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. We're looking Nippon it up right Japanese now. Japanese for Japan. As you Colorado. Can tell, they're going to be there for the, Ooh, the, the, Rockies? the Rockies. Wow. Cool. Nobody likes terrible. the Rockies. Who likes Mile High? Mile High. Good question. You know what, guys? We actually have. We have our guests. It looks like they're starting to join us. Nice. This is very exciting. Are they wearing costumes? Uh, Not wearing costumes. What What? I'm going to do is we're going to key them in right now. Can you guys hear us? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And they're back. They're back. They're back. So we uh, we actually had started the show a little bit uh, before you guys joined. So that way you didn't have to get all the beginning. Cruft that we go through. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. Okay. You hear me? Oh, we can, oh. We can hear you, Michael. You sound you sound glorious. Oh, yeah. Stop. This is soothing, <laughs> soothing melodic sounds of your voice. Um, so with us today, oh, Lisa, did you get a haircut? I did get a haircut. It, it looks Sorry, great. I haven't seen her in a week. <laughs> are you guys next door to each other? Like in the same house? I'm in the back room. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So uh, with us today, we have have, uh, two guests from the Seriously... Uh, give me a give me a second though. Seriously though dot seriously though podcast.com. You can find seriously though on um, all everywhere that podcasts are sold. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's currently free. You're gonna want to get that before the price goes up as That's well. Right. It's free right now for a now. limited time. So you want to get that before it's a uh, premium offer. We were thinking about <laughs> doing a BOGO like you guys, but mm-hmm. we're just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Once you get to a certain level, you can't go all free. It's it's the definitely the buy one get one. You got to get some of the money from your guests. Once we have the word radio in our title, then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when we've made it. Yeah, yeah. We're not a podcast. We're a radio show. That's the the trick. Radio cast. Hey. Whoa, Michael's drinking wine, everybody. Uh Uh Uh-oh. He's taking it too seriously. Hey, me too. Oh, wow. All right. There you go. All right. We stick with beer on this show, but... I have to say, last time I saw Michael, I think he was still a minor. So this is weird for me seeing him <laughs> drink some wine. That's how I feel about Max. Yeah. I think of Max as like a third grader. That's right. Oh, well, I'm not. It's not far off, actually. So, <laughs> um, so how are you both doing today? Good. I'm doing great. I have my Pinot Noir. I just got home from work like 30 minutes ago. So now I got good. a quick, quick question. I want to catch up fast. Where are the two of you living at this point? So I'm in Fresno. Okay. Northwest Fresno. Elisa's. I'm in San Pedro. San Pedro. Okay. Nice. And now I don't, I'd actually, I was bad at the initial intros. Uh, We have Elisa and Michael Menharis. They are siblings. Um, And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Elisa is a, a, a vision producer. 
which I, I'm going to ask you about that. At this point, I'm not. I'm still not 100% sure. I think it's like a, a coach, maybe a life coach. Maybe you can give me more info. I'm, hope, I'm, I'm sure you will. And then Michael is a, I want to say a money manager. Is that the best way to say this? <laughs> He's a an wealth investment. advisor. Wealth mm-hmm. advisor. Wealth advisor. Wealth That's advisor. A great you know who you ask. I, I'm, a, I'm an investment advisor. Um, some friends of mine recently said that I am Dr. Money Man Michael. I like that. That's mm. a great so, name. It's a really good name. Uh, about a money guru. Is it a stethoscope with a money guru out of it? That'd I like that. Awesome. Well, you know, Michael's on a bus in Fresno as a doctor. Oh my gosh. I have a picture of your billboard because I was driving <laughs> down Blackstone and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Michael. <laughs> it's yeah. Hilarious. And you're, you look so official. I actually told my wife, I said, I don't, he should be a doctor because he looks well, what's great. Funny huh? is somebody asked Elisa, hey, your brother's a doctor. And she said, no, he's a model. And then she's like, well, wait, actually, he's not a model. He's he's an, works in investments, but he's on a It's confusing. <laughs> I like. So we have Michael Manharis, a local model from Fresno, California. He's not a doctor, but he does play one on the bus. That's right. So there you go. I do. Um, all right. So with us, you guys, I don't know if you've you've listened to our show. Maybe maybe not. So I'll just give a quick intro. Uh, you you know me. I'm a third grader here in Fresno. <laughs> um, we have uh, with us uh, Mr. Don Schlicks, Justin. Uh, we have uh, Eric Orem. We call him the, the doorman. The doorman. We don't and, know why, but uh, <laughs> you call me that. <laughs> and of course, Marty Martucci. Stupid asshole. Stupid asshole. Stupid yeah, I used to do a lot of Calvin Klein underwear ads back in the day. So. Like 14 months ago. Were you on yeah, buses yeah. too? No, we oh, put it on. It was too it. suggestive, but yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into well, at least this. Well, wasn't Fruit of well, the Wait, wait. I got a question. How do you guys all know each other here? Yeah. I'll let, I'll let Don take it. Okay, okay, so we grew up going to the same church. In fact, uh, Alyssa and Michael's. Uh, father was the worship pastor mm-hmm. for a long time oh, wow. at our church, Valley Christian Center. And um, I guess that's kind of it, going to yeah. the same church. You yeah, just grew yeah. up in the same church. And then we ended up going to the same school, same high school. I, did you go to Buchanan as well, Michael? Yes. Okay, yeah, so we were the same <clears throat> high school. Okay. So, hey, yeah. Were you guys in the same grade? Were all of you kind of in, you know... In respect of... Yeah, just like eight, nine years apart. So what? near there in the same grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, so Alyssa no, seriously. Huh, what was that? Go Lisa ahead. Lisa and I were in the same grade. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And All then right. Michael's a few years. And, were yeah. you and Michael in the same? Or I don't no? think so. I'm a, I'm a few years uh, behind Lisa than Max is a couple years behind. So you were, ah. you're closer to Alex then in age. Okay. Yeah. Alex is one year older. Got it. So Max yeah. is the baby of the group. Third grade. Yeah, third grade. Well, <laughs> not not quite a baby, but not quite a man. So. Did you guys tease, did you guys tease uh, Max a lot then? Is that what happened? No, but I've got a, a quick uh, quiz question for Elisa if she can remember. Now, we actually went to a, I think it was a Sadie's Hawkins dance together in high school. Oh, Do you remember the ooh. restaurant that we ate at? Is it going no. back? No. Going back. This will make Uh-oh. these guys McDonald's excited. It's been on the show before. Spoons! We went to no Spoons! No! Awesome! Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Did you guys get that big, you know, hot, or hamburger with the chili on it? I don't it remember. No. You oh, talking man. about that. Oh, that was good. Yeah, it was a Spoons. Night. Wait, okay. Where is Spoons? <laughs> Where is Spoons? I totally forgot about that It doesn't exist anymore. It's not even around anymore. Yeah. It used Fa- to be in Fashion, fashion Fair. Fashion Fair, yeah. Out in the front of Fashion Fair there. There's yeah, like where cheesecake, yeah. cheesecake factories there now, or or uh, what is what's it the it? other one there? BJ's, BJ's or yeah, yeah. 
crazy. Wow, babe. I guess it was the place to be in like 1996 or yeah. 1997, whatever <laughs> <Right>. year it was. <laughs> um, so let's talk about a little bit. I want to hear a little bit about your podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes mm -hmm. um, from what I understand. And, you know, I'm just going to quote this here. It is where modern professionals get serious about creating the life of their dreams and the wealth to go with it. Um, I, I listened to the last one where I found out that you don't drink vermouth fast enough and it turns to vinegar. Um, mm. So that's interesting. I also read that um, Michael has a new favorite drink called the Bee's Knees, uh, made with lemon yeah. and honey. Mm, um, sounds good. I also tried to access Michael's financial documents that he has listed there, but <laughs> it says like, <laughs> it, it, work? it asked me for a, a password and asked for re uh, request access. And oh I, no, really? And I was too embarrassed to do so because then it made me sound like I didn't know what I was doing with my money. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you're the only one that actually clicked on it because no one's told us that there was a problem. Right. I have no clue. Well, that, <laughs> Everyone else oh, just gave up. I, I did try too, and I got as far as the Dropbox, and I said, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> no, like how, those are the things we went to. Like, yeah. hey, free financial. Yeah, sheets. I'm like, all right, I'm into this. That's Let's awesome. do this. Yeah, well, just just so you know, they are blank sheets. Oh, gotcha. So, it's not going to you know, me up. Um, they, they no didn't plan. hold the secrets of oh, wealth God, within them. Oh, well, so, got yeah. I gotcha. Actually, I have to be full disclosure. Um, Michael, I don't, I don't have to give this, but it makes it sound like I'm on a real show. Um, full disclosure <laughs> here, we have to talk about this legally, is Michael, I believe, works for the investment firm that handles some of my uh, capital or investment. Ooh. I don't know what you call this. Yeah, this is where things get a little bit awkward. Yeah. So um, I no longer work with them. All right. Oh, he does okay. not work with them Whoa. anymore. We can bag them. We can just trash them. There. That's actually pretty so good. We'll, yeah. We'll so talk we can about talk that. about anything actually now. That's, yeah. Right? It's all free game. That's awesome. Uh, should I'm, I? Should I'm, with I a, I'm with a new firm now. Okay. But, should I, I, should mean, I pull my money out of them? That's the question that we have to answer on the air. <laughs> yeah. We could move out of this bunker and do the podcast someplace nice. Yeah. Right. Actually, um, we could do the podcast in my new office. It's. It's great. It's very nice. And you have a new espresso machine, I heard. <clears throat> yes, you know, so so the, the office I'm at now, there's it's a big office. It's eight thousand square feet, but Holy there's only smokes. ten employees. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> so I mean, you know, um, they have these two big coffee crafts because coffee is really important to them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I went in and I brought an espresso maker and they said, Can you please not leave it on the counter? We want to put this <laughs> In a cap cabinet someplace. You can pull it out to make your shot, but then please put it away. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Even with the 8,000 square feet, there's no room for the espresso maker. Right. Are they and it's tiny. Yeah, they and the are tiny. That's <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. But, um, okay. It's a, it's a great place. It's, it's honestly super cool. I have a lot of great coworkers. Great. So. And I don't, you, do you want to give it a shout out? You don't have to, uh, but if you'd like to, you can. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called Wayland Financial. And okay. if you drive on Palm and Knees, it's a brand new, uh, two-story building um, right on the corner there awesome. and um, yeah it's great it's a it's, it's, it's an exciting exciting new venture for me that's great um, so if you guys have uh, wealth you want to build Michael's your guy um, just I just need can... a shovel to go dig up my wealth I bury my wealth <laughs> like a good um, pirate and then yeah, uh, you can bring me your coffee can no, that's no problem <laughs> <laughs> And then, Elisa, you work for, well, I believe you have your, it's your own company, right? You're an entrepreneur, and mm -hmm. uh, this is called the Happy Cactus Club, and you are a vision producer. From what I understand, and this is where I, I'd like you to jump in, you help people kind of focus their life or their journey or what they are trying to focus on. You kind of help, help them craft that a little bit. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I help people with big visions actually make them happen. That's awesome. So I, I came from the corporate world doing marketing. And then on the side, I've always done executive coaching. And so when I left the corporate world, I really wanted to figure out how to combine both. And so I looked at all the projects I had worked on in the past, and it was always people with huge ideas, and they would bring me in to do them, whether it was like a building or a podcast or mm. a TV show or whatever it was, mm. I was the person that helped them figure out, okay, what do you actually want to do? Let's, and then how do we do it? And so that's kind of what I built my business around. Yeah, I was on your website. It was really interesting because you talk about untangling a person's vision. A lot of people who are visionaries come with a tangled vision and they don't really know what they want, but they have a rough idea and they have no idea how to get there. And your website is extremely helpful. Could you talk about the vision, strategy, and most important, the execution? of how yeah. to do it. Well, I like to compare people's brains like spaghetti. And, you know, people who have a lot of ideas, they feel like it's all spaghetti and it's all intertwined, especially women in particular. Everything is super connected. So I always say I'm there to help them one noodle at a time, parsing it out and say, okay, what does this actually look like? So for some people, it's just working on figuring out what their vision is. And then after they know what their vision is, and people come to me at different stages. So if you were to come to me with all for all stages, we would figure out your vision. We would create a strategy. Say you want to start a podcast. We would say, okay, what, what equipment are you going to use? Who do you need to hire? How much money do you have? Let's figure out what this is going to look like. And then we do execution, which is, okay, now let's start the podcast. We know what it's going to be about. We know who our players are. We know who our guests are going to be. We have all the logistics figured out. Let's just do it. And I'm here along the ride for you if your vision changes or if you get out of alignment. That's where my coaching comes in. So I'm like, okay, remember you said you wanted it to be about this. How did it turn to this? And are mm. we okay with that? Is that a good change? Or is it completely out of alignment from what we talked about a year ago? Right, because a lot wow. of creative people are their own worst enemies. They'll tie themselves up to the point where they are inactive and they're not able to do it. And especially if they're an entrepreneur, they're going to be by themselves. So the service that you offer, I found incredible because they you give them someone to talk to that they normally wouldn't have someone to brainstorm especially with someone with your experience is very valuable and um you also ask a lot of questions on your site like uh what have you accomplished and um your greatest lesson learned what's your vision and um what's in the way getting in the way of moving forward and um most commonly what what is do you most often hear that's in the way of people moving forward for it depends on how the more creative it's on um, the more creative professionals it's almost always money mm -hmm. and uh but everyone else it's usually themselves <laughs> uh people don't realize how awesome they are and it sounds kind of cheesy to say but a lot of times people will come to me and say I would really love to do this and I know I have all the qualifications but does anyone care or will anyone buy it? Or will anyone actually be okay? Yeah. And so a lot of times it's just me saying, well, let's look at the facts. You have everything you need. Now what? And then usually that's two hours. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm ready. But yeah, it's just kind of having that other person 
reminding you. Right. And there were a lot of things on your website that I liked and how easy it would be to get in contact with you. Also, you mostly help women. Are you unwilling or not interested in working with (laughs) unable and because a lot of men like me personally i identify more better with women like i'd rather talk to a woman psychologist than the guy at the institution who keeps injecting me with medication because it gets old after a while (laughs) but would you would you like help men if they decided well this sounds like a great service i have this great idea but i'm lost My first vision production clients were two brothers and they were starting a medical software company and they just really needed to get focused on what they were building. And I loved helping them. And I still have some male clients here and there, but I mostly focus on women because they are the least likely to ask for the kind of help I provide. So even when I do coaching, usually I had so many male clients because they didn't, they could make their own decisions. They didn't need to ask anyone and females, especially Older ones with families were like, let me see, let me talk to my husband. I'm not Mm. sure. They had so many hesitations. So if I say my business is for women, they feel a little bit more comfortable saying, okay, like, let's have a conversation. So that's really like my secret. It's like one less step. So you're mm-hmm. helping, yeah. you're helping them overcome the typical stereotypes of them being kind of holding them down. So exactly. That, that's, that's yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with what you had on your website. I thought it was a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for doing your research. Sure. <laughs> I'm not used to that. <laughs> One of the what things, do you do? I'm sorry. Uh, I had a go, question. Please. What do you do to talk someone into um, if they have a good idea and they have even a good plan, but there, there's always that risk of like, well, I'd have to leave my job or I'd have to do this or I'd have to, how do you talk somebody into taking it, doing that, like betting on themselves in a, in mm. a sense? Yeah, that's a good one. What, what are some pep tops you give to somebody like that? It really depends on what they need a lot. I just gave a pep talk to someone and just so you know, I, I don't fully give advice. I'm usually asking enough questions so that the person answers it for themselves yeah. And that way, you know, you can't sue me as right. easily. Uh, <laughs> it's your fault. You but, told uh, me to do it. You told me to do it. You came up with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's part of my coaching practice coming in. But yesterday, I just had a conversation with this woman about the idea of stepping into the unknown. And she has a steady income with a steady client, and but it's not allowing her to do what she wants to do and what she feels like she's called to do. And so we had a big conversation about trust and taking that leap and what does it look like on a daily basis for her. And she hasn't been ready, but now she's getting ready. So a lot of it is just helping people figure out where they are. Some people are like, yeah, let me you know, skydive into whatever. They're just mm-hmm. like built for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's good to recognize too, because maybe if you're the skydiving type, you might need help getting the logistical right. pieces sure put together. Yeah. Packing, packing your parachute correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One. Let's make sure it's all plugged in. Because mm-hmm. well, unfortunately, cool. like some people think like when they, they hear, you know, your job title, which is a vision producer, they think, oh, this is a cheerleader is just going to cheer me on and say, you go. But you're much more than that, it seems. And because um, <clears throat> a lot of people suffer from what's called imposter syndrome. They always feel like they don't belong there. You know, like 
you know, early beginning teachers do that. They think, I don't really belong here. I don't know what a gerund is. How could I be an English teacher? And then they ask other English teachers. And they're like, and they I don't, go, we don't, I don't we know forgot. what a gerund is either. Yeah. I have to look yeah. it up. Well, that's, that's the whole fake it till you make it thing, right? Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I like your explanation of vision uh, producer there uh, because it, it, you know, when people hear life coach, and that's not really what you do from what you've explained, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it has kind of a negative uh, connotation to it now, right? Like life coach. Oh, great. Like you're saying cheerleader. So I love that. And I love how you explained it. That was, that yeah, was really it, good. It almost feels like, you know, at, at, our, uh, at our business, our family business, you know, we have 50 plus uh, team members, you know, working and as in, in my position, one of the, besides the day-to-day stuff, one of the big things I always do is just work with everybody there and every manager and just kind of go through everything they have going on. Because we have so much, we have a small team. So a lot of times there is this, everybody just feels overwhelmed. And it's looking at the big problem and helping them just, it almost one of the big things that I work on with everybody on our team is learning how to prioritize tasks um, and understanding what's urgent versus what's important. Because that is like the most, that's probably the hardest thing that I've, I work on every that's day. Huge. It's, it's like the hardest thing. So I'm, I'm, I always train and, and work on, okay, is this urgent? Is this important? And kind of how do you get there? Um, so a, as you're explaining this, it almost, it's kind of interesting. It, all, it almost feels like you become a, um, uh, in my mind, it's that, that's what I think my job is as a, as a leader in the company. Uh, you almost become that leader for their, that part of their life. Um, it's almost exactly. like you become their, I don't want to call it their boss, but kind of their vision boss for a little bit of time in their life <laughs> to kind of help guide them. I find that really cool. Well, I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, she helps you get through the spaghetti one noodle at a time, right? Like it's like that. she said. So that's, <laughs> exactly. yeah, that explains it. So, Michael, let's let's talk about uh, making some cash. How can we make you some know, cash? Well, here's my well, question, Michael. <laughs> I'd like to dig into what? this. I'd like to dig in because that's a big question, I think. Yeah, it's Let's huge. do this. Um Inflation. This is, I've been hearing a lot about inflation's coming, right? We've been printing a lot oh, of money. No. I know. What are okay. your well, thoughts on him. this? Is he, a, is he a macroeconomics guy as, as part of your job? Is that really what you do? Do you? Well, or... actually, yeah, that's, both are good questions. And <laughs> let me give you a long answer for this. Perfect. <laughs> so how long thing, is your podcast? Right. How long is your podcast? Plenty of time. One thing is, one thing time is for really a beer break. Whenever, whenever I'm like around people, uh, like uh, family or friends or whatever, people are like, "Hey, uh, Michael, talk to me about Bitcoin, mm-hmm. or should I buy GameStop, or how's Apple stock doing?" Or I had a I had a guy in the office the other day. He was like, "Hey, what do you think about Biden's tax plan and inflation?" So, you know, the the truth is, I don't really deal with any of that <laughs> um, in in a, in a, in a direct sense. So what I do is actually not that different from what Elisa does. People say, I have money or I have income. I want it to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And just like the spaghetti thing, I, they say, okay, I want to, you know, I have kids. I want to put them through college. I want to retire. I want to buy a house. I want to buy a second house. I want to buy a boat. Um, I want to take care of my parents who are aging. And so I take a, take a look at their pot of spaghetti, so to speak. Yeah. And I do the almost exact same thing. And um, people who have money that they want to invest in, frankly, people don't have a lot of money that they want to turn into a million dollars quite often, mm-hmm. is first thing is they, they say, okay, I need to go to a financial advisor to get advice on how to invest my money. And that's part of what I do. 
um, which is saying, okay, let's look at um, investments that are might, that might be good or might be bad for you. But more specifically, what I do is I do financial planning. So I say, let's look at, let's look at your entire picture. Okay, you have money in savings that you want to invest. You have money in a four hundred one k from your job or a previous job that you want to make sure you're um, taking care of properly. Um, you have a, a tax situation that you need to have looked at or reviewed. Um, maybe you don't have a will or a trust. And we take all of these things and we put it together in one plan and we project how long it's going to take you to reach your goals at your current savings. And then we say, well, what if you change your expenses here or there? Or what if you work five years longer? Um, and we tweak out, you know, all, we, we tweak out. We tweak these little things, right? And we come to a, um, a point where hopefully you're comfortable with that plan and then we put it in place. We make sure that the investments are working the right way, that you're allocated and you're diversified. We make sure that your tax plan is in place by talking to your CPA. We make sure that your um, estate planning attorney knows what's going on to make sure that you're taking the right um, legal protections for yourself and your family. And so when it comes down to what investments exactly are better or worse than others, or how inflation can affect your portfolio, one way or the other. And to be honest, Max, I didn't quite hear the whole question <laughs> that you were, that you didn't ask, but all of those are just <laughs> little pieces really. Yeah. And so you know, we find that there are, you know, millions, not millions, there are thousands and thousands of mutual funds and ETFs out there um, that you can invest money in to grow your money. Um, well, we don't, we only focus on a small portion of those. We, we vet, um, mutual funds and ETFs. And we say, okay, this is our company portfolio. And we're going to do a special mix for Max, where he's at, or for Elisa, where she's at. And it'll all look differently, but we're, we're using the same ingredients, basically, to make something a little bit different for everyone. And the specific ingredients aren't as important as the entire picture working together. So that's, that's yeah. like that's what that's my long answer of yeah. getting to your of your question. I I really don't know what's happening with inflation right now. <laughs> I know we're steadily around um, two point two, maybe two point seven percent inflation, but I I could be way off. Um, I don't really keep up with um, current tax proposals until a CPA calls me and says this is the law that you have to <laughs> um, make sure your clients are abiding by. Sure. Um, because it's just too much to keep up with. Yeah. So does a company like yours work with a number of, like you said, the different CPAs and different, um, I guess, tax attorneys and that <clears throat> sort of thing? Is there like a mix? Is How does that exactly work? Yeah, totally. So we make sure that our clients give us authorization to speak with their attorneys and their accountants and whoever else. And sometimes we'll have like a whole little powwow. We get everyone together and we say, okay, everybody, here's uh, we're, Elisa is our mutual client and she wants to um, start a business. She has a vision. <laughs> she wants to start a business. She needs this much, this much money. What's the best way for her to um, raise money so that she doesn't have any undue taxes or any, any, you know, exceeding, uh, exceeding tax bills. Um, what's a way to protect her in case she gets sued. Um, what's a way to make sure that her family's taken care of in case the business doesn't work out. And then everybody kind of puts their heads together and comes up with a solution. 
Um, I haven't been that company at this company long enough to actually be there for these meetings, mm-hmm. but that's that's the idea, is that we as uh, as the investment advisor or the wealth advisor, we're kind of playing quarterback between these other professionals that are all helping the same client reach a specific goal or point in life. And things get really complicated. Like money is money is really, really complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, Who cares if you're an Apple or Microsoft? Like, it's like, you know, how many kids do you have? Are you divorced? Do you have exes? How long were you married? Um, Do you get along with your family? Things like that really come into play. So there's a lot of technical stuff that we do. But there's a lot of like psychology and behavioral type things that we're trying to also manage. Um, so again, so we get to that that endpoint that our clients are looking for. Got it. And I probably nice. explained this a lot more than I put it on our podcast. <laughs> it was perfect. But- <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. great. That was it great. seems like both your knowledge bases really complement each other really well mm-hmm. between you know seeking the vision, finding out what the vision is, how to um, execute it, and also how to create the funds necessary because that seems to be the most common problem in someone achieving their visions. Right. So that makes your podcast very exciting because both of you, um, your podcast seriously though, because both of you are coming at this kind of, you know, from two different areas, but you join together that could, you know, into a, a flow that would really help a person. Yeah. Also, you have 23 episodes, so it's a real deal. And your last one was in March. So you're, you're constantly. Yeah, we just moved to a, monthly. We oh, were really? doing bi-weekly. We moved to monthly because well, Michael's busy. <laughs> well, I'm a lot busier now. And, and yeah, I have to yeah. say, too, the other thing that makes their podcast really exciting is the fact that they seem to enjoy alcohol on yeah, that podcast yeah, a lot. I do. don't know. That is listening to a few episodes. The premise of the, of the podcast, the, the title was, we're siblings. We like to talk about drinks and movies and TV shows, online dating, Seriously, though, we also want to talk about the important things right. like managing yeah. your money, making mm-hmm. sure your vision is on track, making sure that you're living the life that you want to and creating the wealth to go with it. And, and having fun at the same yeah. time, you know, because you guys have a really neat sibling dynamic going on and your chemistry together is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And we help each other a lot. Like she helps me with my business. I help her with her finances. And to be honest, I have a, a coworker, I must have client, but I have a coworker that I've been sort of like helping along in her with her career. Mm-hmm. And she listened to Elisa's podcast, the other podcast that she has. And she was like, Michael, the things that you say, you're saying it the same, you're using the same sort of rhetoric and language that Elisa says. And I'm like, well, she taught me. <laughs> and, I, and I hear, and I said, if you want to talk to Elisa about budgeting, mm-hmm. she'll probably use a lot of the same language I use. Is right. there other, that is that the other podcast color forward? Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. What, now, what is that podcast about? Yeah, plug that one. Color <laughs> Forward is all about advancing multicultural women in the workplace. So it is me and a couple of HR executives, and we interview women who, quote unquote, have made it. Like they've crossed over, mm. they've crushed the glass ceiling, and we say, how did you do it? And most of the time, they say, I broke the rules, or I challenged the status quo, and we mm-hmm. say, how did you do it? And that's what the whole podcast is about, just finding out those secrets. Yeah, I find, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I find that this is something that uh, my, my wife and I will talk a lot about is I'll, I'll say that I think the difference, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with this, what I've, I've noticed a lot in my life is that a lot of times how I have gotten ahead or done things is by breaking the rules. And really, sounds weird, but being disagreeable, right? Um, 
kind of gets you there. And that's what I've noticed. And I think a lot of times people will say, well, men get ahead in this world um, more so. I My belief is that a lot of times it's because men are more apt to be disagreeable. Mm, I don't agree with that. That's hor- that's garbage. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. horrible, man. It's very this place true. smells of cheese and alcohol. Right? And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen women who uh, succeed in those, like, business areas by sometimes being a disagreeable person as well because they can stand up to things and people go, oh, all right, well, I guess they're right. I don't know. (laughs) They're so adamant about this, they must be right. Uh, Well, it's not so much fighting, I would say, or being disagreeable. (laughs) Sometimes it's following or not following along. We interviewed this Korean woman and she said, I was brought up to put my head down don't talk to anybody and just work hard. And that's how I get ahead. It was very ingrained in me. And I broke the rules by putting my head up and seeing the opportunities out there. And she's now a very famous person's tax attorney. And she got, and so she talks about like how she broke all these, all the rules she broke were really like her cultural roles mm. it had nothing to do with her being disagreeable it was mm. but to her parents they probably thought she was crazy most of the time right one of the things you would talk about in your podcast is don't be something you're not and to embrace your own strengths and I've, i find that very true because whenever the best work i ever do is whenever i embrace my inner weirdo and i'm able to come <laughs> up with something different something you know no one's seen before or thought of so um, also you talk a lot about self-reflection in your podcast to find out what your strengths are. And that was very important. So your podcast, I get a lot out of it. And so I'm, I'm a new fan. I'm going to subscribe to it. So um, it's, it's really doing a lot. So you guys are doing great work. Well, if he's going to subscribe, I'd charge him, though. I think those free yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. It's free point. right now. I'm going to go to where they sell the podcast and get a free There's one. There's four of you. If we do yeah. a BOGO, I think we can make it work. Yeah. It's only it's only free until the, for the next 15 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Subscribe now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, just a question for you guys. Is there another, what is a favorite for each of you? either a book or a podcast or something that if you were going to say, hey, here's the one thing that I would recommend for you to read or to, to help you with something. Um, you know, if you had to offer a book or something to listen to as advice, do you have one of those for, for listeners? Mine is a heady one um, for leadership. Mm-hmm. And Max, you might like it, um, but read it one chapter at a time. It's called The Leadership Challenge. Okay. And it's a pretty hefty book, but it basically gives you the 10 behaviors of successful leaders. And it's Mm -hmm. backed by all this research. And when I went to graduate school, I studied organizational leadership. And I was like, I could have just read that book and been done. So that's like my number one leadership book. Very cool. Okay. What's it called again? One more time. The Leadership Challenge. Got it. Uh, Michael, how about yourself? You know that's a that's a harder question for me to answer. I can, I can as as listeners who are just normal people. I don't really have a lot of other content that I subscribe to or listen to that's that would give a lot of advice. It doesn't have to be about um, how about the finances. no focus no focus radio hour no <laughs> focus radio. Yeah. So, but here's what I would say: there there's another podcast. It's another financial advisor. His, and his name is Michael Kitsis, and he has a, a podcast called oh, The yeah, Financial talk Advisor Podcast. Yeah. And he, listening to his podcast and listening to him interview other financial planners all over the country, really influenced me in a great way to figure out what I wanted to do in my career and how I wanted to help people. 
And a lot of what he talks about is what Elisa talks about so often. And what you mentioned is figuring out who you are and being that one thing and presenting that to the world. And in my case, to my clients and what the podcast, what, what our podcast has helped me realize is that people are likely to talk to me about their money because they like the way I talk about drinking wine or what kind of whiskey I like. Okay, what kind of whiskey do you like? Very important. <laughs> um, I, I like Four Roses. Four Roses bourbon. There's the oh, bourbon. The, I love bourbon. Yeah. There's the there's the small batch which I don't like. Yeah. I just like the regular oh, Four nice. Roses bourbon. Um, but you know, I'll, with I'll what I do, down. because it's so personal, it's about me. Um, well, if you're it, asking people about their marital history, yeah, and like, and... like yeah, it really, really kind of like you know intimate details mm -hmm. you know can they can will they just want to hang out with me possibly right. um and will they feel like i get them and will they feel like i can actually help them do what they want to do not everybody has a bunch of money that they want to invest mm -hmm. some people don't have any money and they still need help right they need to get to that next step and so um and i'm happy to help right you know anybody who really wants to listen but um, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. But what this podcast helped me realize is that I'm, I'm capable and I'm ready to start helping these people regardless of where they're at. And chances are I might know a little bit more about money than they do. And so that in itself is, is um, evidence that I'm, I'm prepared to give them good advice. Nice. That's awesome. Cool. Now, now, Lisa, what uh, when you have ideas that you need to unravel, uh, who do you go to? Kind of along the same lines as Max, but I mean, you know, yeah. Is there a specific uh, person you go to, or do you go to yourself? Do you look in the mirror and say, "Hey, I can do this"? <laughs> a lot of times, I wish I had myself because I know what I need, <laughs> and that's why I created my position. But I have coaches that I go to. Today, I had a coaching session this morning. Um, she is my, I am her vision producer. So oh, wow. she pays me monthly to help her with her leadership coaching business. Mm -hmm. And she is my coach for, for a short amount of time. And today I said, I just, I need, I have these like big white sheets on my, uh, like giant post-its in my office. And I said, I just need someone to virtually be with me. She's in the Netherlands. And I said, can you just sit here while I map out the next, my next couple of moves for my color forward podcast. Mm -hmm. And so she sat there, she was like, I'm silent. Like you're paying me <laughs> to just sit here with you. And I was like, yes, I need that. That's exactly what I need in this moment. Mm -hmm. She gave it to me. And then after I wrote it, it took maybe 10 minutes, but it was a 10 minute task that I had been dreading for two weeks. So she sat there, did my 10 minute task. And then we, we talked through everything else I had going on. And usually I find out a bunch of patterns about myself that I don't want to acknowledge or recognize. So, yeah. And, well, and, and I think too, you know, going back to what you're talking about, about successful people, it seems like the more I find out about them, yeah, the more that they have other people that help them along, like what you do and, and, and what other people do out there. So yeah, they definitely, you know, people definitely need that, right? I mean, to keep them, keep them uh, on track. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Michael, I, had a quick I, question. I love coaching people yeah. being coached. That, yeah, that's, that's a good question. So yeah, you, you really, I mean, you guys both probably both enjoy you, I assume, right. What you do. I mean, you know, is that what, what got you into it as far as that? Was there certain things you just kind of fall into it or was like, Michael, did you always love just working with money or, or, you know, how to, uh, um, I don't tell us. Yeah. 
I can tell you a little bit. I first started investing when I was 16 and wow. my dad gave Elisa and I both a couple of dollars. We went to it was like another guy from church and he was a stockbroker and he taught me a ton about investing and saving money and this and that. And um, he taught me the same and I don't remember a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, and basically I, th I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, wow, that's amazing that you can just take this money. And you, and I didn't understand really the mechanics of the stock market the way I do now, obviously. But yeah. I was like, oh, so you just you just give you give this man your money <laughs> and he comes back and he gives you more. <laughs> and that, right, that's great, kind of right? the way yeah. everyone thinks about stockbrokers. And yeah, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. And, and part of me, like growing up, um, getting a little bit older, I kind of wanted to help other people realize that they can do this too. Like there's, it's not a secret, you know, society. Like it's something that's, that's available to anybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one thing that I always tell people is that I want to, well, one thing I always tell myself and I tell Elisa maybe, but, um, is I really want to help people realize what they're capable of. And some people have a million dollars and they think that they're going to go broke tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you can actually live your life and enjoy your life. Some people have a thousand dollars and they think they'll, they'll always only have a thousand dollars. And I want to say, no, you can save diligently and invest it. And then tomorrow you might have more. Um, yeah. So that's sort of what's gotten me into this industry is, is being able to share this information, which I learned such at such an early age. And I thought it was so cool. Mm. And um, come to realize it's not that common. Well, yeah, because <laughs> um, you, you, right. you were saying you had that, that mentor in, uh, at the church there. And that's one of the things I think, you know, for, I mean, for me, I'm terrible. I'll just say it. I'm terrible with money, but I'm trying to get better. But, you know, it's like it, it would almost seem like, uh, you know, the education system. It'd be nice if in schools they would start teaching, investing, you know, at some level. I mean, you know. And, totally. Yeah. You know, but totally. we, we don't get that. And here we are, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. You learn from your parents generally. And if your parents weren't that great either, yeah. then you're just and pick up you know so so money skills right. and yeah. i also worked with my grandmother my grandmother worked in banking and and she learned quite a bit and the other grandkids are like grandma you never told us about these things but <laughs> i guess i i sat and listened to her and she taught me how to ladder cds when i was like 12. oh my gosh and, <laughs> oh, wow. um so anyway yeah hey i had a question for michael really quick um what are some of the more common goals that people have when they come to you? What are they looking for as far as plans? You know, what do they need? What do they want? And and have you seen that change from the time you started in the industry till now? Have you seen anything changing or shifting in terms of the type of plans or, or you know, areas that people want, need? Yeah, the number one thing is, is people want to save for retirement especially people that are just slightly older than us, you know, the, the closer you get to retirement, the closer you think, Oh, I should, I should start a retirement account. Oh, believe. Is, <laughs> I'm running out of time. Yeah. You just start, you start as, you know, as early as possible. Um, I think what's changed a little bit um, is you have younger people, um, even younger than us who are, who are looking at their parents or maybe their grandparents and thinking, well, one of two things, either, well, you know, grandma and grandpa, they have a ton of money. How do they do it? Mm -hmm. Or grandma and grandpa, they have no money. I don't want to be like that. <laughs> and um, there's a lot more people who are younger, who are, who are taking an interest in, you know, not going, not falling for the same traps that they saw their parents or their grandparents fall mm, into. Yeah. 
And one thing I talk about a lot is, you know, retirement's really important and making sure that you have enough money to live and enjoy your life after you're working, after your career is important. But also, like, how can you make sure that you're living well today? Like, mm-hmm. plan for tomorrow, but also live well today. Do sure. things now because you don't want to be the guy with $5 million who pinches every penny and is concerned about going broke tomorrow. Right. You know, or, you don't or want to be that person. Yeah, or or he's laid up in the hospital and he can't do anything with that $5 million, right, and enjoy his life, you know, same right. thing. We, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. So, yeah, it's a good combination there, yeah. Interesting. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that, but I like that. So so you're seeing more and more young people taking an interest in this and in, in financial planning and in, in saying, okay, I want I don't want to just wing it. I don't want to just <laughs> see what happens, but I actually want to have a plan. That's that's good to know. Yeah. And in fact, lot, most of my clients are under 40 oh, wow. um, right now. And that's that's the the our firm, most of our firm clients are probably between the ages of 60 and 80. Um, so that's I kind right. of I've brought that average down since joining them. Right. But for me, the idea is I would love to help my clients. So that way, when they're 70 or 80 years old, they're, you know, they're set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, from a business perspective, I really want to focus on helping our current clients' children, you know, also right. carry the torch, so to speak, mm. and make sure that they're being responsible and diligent with the money that their parents saved and worked hard to earn. Yeah. Well, I like that both of you, I mean, you both, both of you have um, hearts of teachers, right? Which I think is cool. Um, I don't, uh, and that part of that might just be, you know, your upbringing. I mean, your, your father was a, um, in, a, a, from what I knew, was a worship pastor. That's how I knew him. But, you know, being a worship pastor is also a, a teacher. Um, so you probably got yeah, a lot both of our it. parents are teachers. My dad's yeah. a music, he's been a music teacher mm-hmm. this whole time. So, yeah. and yeah, so you That's probably, my mom too. Yeah, so oh, wow. you both prop, you know, got that from them. I think it's really neat. A lot of people have knowledge and they want to keep it for themselves, right? Like, oh, I know how to manage money. I'm not going to tell other people because it's my money. Um, <laughs> so I think that's cool. Or, oh, I know how to um, untangle a web, so that's mine. You know, I'm not going to share it. So I think that's really important that you both both yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Now, Elisa, I wanted to give you a chance to answer that question also that I had earlier. So what, what made you uh, pursue this? Did you kind of fall into it? Did you obviously, like Max just said, you know, lo- the love of teaching. Um, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into the career you're doing now? I originally got into executive coaching because I knew someone that was an executive coach when I was in college. And growing up in the church, I saw a lot of dysfunction in leadership. And so I saw this executive coach and saw how he could transform organizations. And I was like, I want to do that, but for churches. So, and this is when I was like graduating from college. So I decided I'm going to study organizational behavior. I'm going to get really rich and then go (laughs) donate my time to churches. And um, (laughs) so but it didn't really happen like that. And I found different interests along the way. And so I I kept with executive coaching. I still have, I still would love to work with any leaders of any church, to be honest. Um, But the vision producing side, it just, I just figured that out a little over a year ago, I was working with my own executive coach and I knew I wanted something else. And so we looked at all the things that I love in my past, my career. And we came up with this idea of vision producer. And about two weeks after 
uh, we had budget cuts where I was working and I got laid off. So I was like, oh, wow. okay, I guess I'm a vision producer. Opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I think one, one of my favorite episodes that we put out has nothing to do. It, it's, it's a little bit off the um, normal pattern of our, of our typical episodes, but it's one we talk about carving your own path. And I think Elise and I have both in our own rights carved our own path and created a career or stumbled upon a career um, that we probably didn't see several years ago. Mm. And I know with me, I mean, in doing investments, not everybody realizes all the intricacies about what's a financial advisor, what's a wealth advisor, how does a stockbroker differ from, you know, all these you know, um, terms. Um, but like, you know, the type of company I work for is called an RIA. We're a registered investment advisor. So we don't sell financial products. We give advice to make sure that you're, you know, doing all the things that you need to do that's that's going to be best for you. And I didn't yeah. know that kind of company existed up until a couple of years ago. And otherwise, I thought, oh, I'm just going to go work for Merrill Lynch yeah. or Morgan Stanley or one of those big guys. And um, come to find out, the, the closer I got to where I am today, I found out that, oh, I don't actually want to do that. I don't want to call people and just ask them to give me money. And I think Lisa's in the same sort of boat working a lot in marketing and um you know every marketing job that he had at least right it kind of was everything was a little bit different from day one uh, getting hired i always created my own positions day. everywhere I oh really right and so then she would leave the company or move on to the next job and she's like oh well actually now i'm this i i was hired as a you know marketing whatever but now i'm this coming out of it and then you know, it, it just kind of goes from there, I suppose. Right. Yeah. 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 In that episode, it's interesting because you talk about ignoring haters in your car mm -hmm. path and um, what, cause a lot of haters will like destroy people. Like you'll get a thousand positive, one hater will destroy you. What's your advice in dealing with haters? Oh, I love it. I take it as the biggest compliment. If someone is paying attention enough to hate me, mm -hmm. then I think I'm doing my job. That's yeah. nice. I think I have a I theory that hate hate comes from jealousy. I think is the mm -hmm. root of it a oh, lot. Of course, yeah. And um, I think a lot of people wish they would either be brave enough or yeah, you know, maybe it's an opportunity, but just wish that they would do whatever you were doing at the time. You know, mm -hmm. like oh, she's out there making her own way. Like you know, so I got to hate on that because I right. secretly <laughs> wish I could do that, but I would never would, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like what you said. You see, you take it as a compliment. It means, you know, maybe you're doing something right. Yeah. I always, <laughs> yeah. I always tell my kids, you haven't made it until you have haters. They yeah. know you made it. <laughs> it is, and it is exactly. so weird, especially in the world now with just, you know, social media and stuff, the amount of, um, you know, we'll post something for our company. We have a new brand or acapella brand. We'll post something, and we'll get a number of, you know, comments and likes and people sharing. And then I'll just get private messages from, you know, random people. Like, we just got one the other day from this guy, and it just simply said, I hope you fail. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, thanks, man. Like, so nice. kind of you. Yeah. And I get those on a regular basis. Just I like very, my chocolate with music. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> very, like, mean-spirited people. I'm like, my goodness. Yeah. And, like... It's very strange. Yeah. Um, so that, I, like I probably that. came I'll, from Hershey. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> I probably came, yeah. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's a Hershey so. troll. <laughs> very strange. <laughs> the Keebler elves did it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're evil little elves. Okay, um, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 
So this no focus, yep. how did you come up with it? And are you still not focused? <laughs> so, yeah. So actually, so the, 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 that's a good, good question. So, um, the show started, um, actually, so it started in 2000, was it, uh, when did I start the, the TV 13 show? Or four, 13. 2013 <laughs> or so I was working, I got yeah. asked, um, this TV show. I, I was on the original board of CMAC, uh, community media oh, okay. access collaborative yeah. and, uh, they had built, you know, built the studio, and there was n nothing to do there. And they needed something to show students. They needed students to teach them something. Um, at the time, I was also the studio manager at Fresno State. I ran their TV studio and was teaching a couple courses there. And uh, I got asked to come in and do something. So uh, I had an idea of doing a comedy skit show. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to put on the first like SNL style comedy skit show. It's going to be on, um, you know, the four CMAC channels and streaming live. And it was on the local Comcast. So I asked, uh, of course my brother and a few other people in town, a number of actors and various people to show up and start sort of writing scripts. And we put on this, um, show we call it the what note we do we actually did three or four episodes i think yeah, yeah we did we did a number of episodes and uh, they were all long in the the you know long form about an hour we had we had some um, improv <clears throat> students and it was a really big undertaking because uh besides uh kind of having to produce it um, we had people you know the this group of actors and and all of that um however i was also teaching all of the media students simultaneously how to run the cameras and then I was oh, wow. and then I was editing it and uploading it to CMAX. So there's a lot of stuff going on. We eventually said, you know what, we're gonna move it over to Fresno State in the studio I was running. And um at that point I think that's when Marty might have joined I actually don't know how Marty showed up. I, I invited him. Yeah, I, I joined just as okay. everything was dying. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. So, long story yeah. short, we did. We filmed. They actually have all this unfinished footage. We filmed this one really long episode, and at this point, I was burned out. I was teaching. I was running a business. I was doing this, um, and I well, said, it's kind of one of those things too, where things didn't quite go the way they were told this is true. they were going to go. This is go true. Too. There yeah, was a bit, so. a bit of hard stuff going on with CMac at the time. So there's there a lot of yeah. Behind well, the and scenes. The, so the name, the no talent. That was our no original show. show. Yeah. yeah. And it was a joke because the the show it had a cool background. It was like the skyline of the Fresno. And it was like a neon, like the Fresno talent show. Fresno talent show. And then the the Fres would like burn out and he would just be left with the uh. no talent show. <laughs> yeah. And then so it was yeah. a joke. Like, you know, because oh. it was a collection of actors, comedians originally. Mm -hmm. And so we, we thought of it. Even um, Brandon. Remember Brandon was Brandon more Delson. of like a, a yeah, talk show yeah. host. And so we let everyone do their thing. Some of it was skit comedy. Some of it was. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Thursday improv. Night Live. Yes, it was like Thursday Night Live. Good, good callback, Michael. Yes, yeah, so yeah. It was a it was a big project. And you can still find some of the uh, some of the videos up you there. Can, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, there, some there's some good stuff. skits. There really are some good skits up there. Uh, so at the same time, I had a uh, my video company, and uh, I you know earlier I had pre I'd been into podcasting and recording audio for years. We had an earlier podcast with our good friend James, who was part of uh, him and I have a had a video production company. Um, and so we had a podcast studio and I said, you know, I'm turned it into a podcast. I invited everybody at the, who was part of no talent, uh, to show up. And these four guys are the Are you ones. serious? You invited everyone? These are the four who showed oh, up. I, I thought it was handpicked. Oh, no. This is, this is new news. Oh, no. Uh, oh, these guys. Oh, I feel so these bad. These four guys showed up. These three guys showed up. 
Um, and we started that in 2013, <laughs> 2014. I uh, did it for a while. Uh, 2015 kind of kicked my ass. Um, so I pulled the plug for uh, what I thought was going to be a, a few weeks. And five years later, we rebooted. I remember the show. our last show yeah. in like 2014. Oh Eric was like, "I think my wife's pregnant." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went back pregnant. to do the next show. He's like, "Yeah, she she drove me to here. She yeah, dropped me she's off." In college so, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The daughter dropped me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already. No, but uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. It was fun to get started again last year after like five or six years off. So yeah. yeah. So uh, since then, we got the new studio and the four get the. Four of us came back together, and the it was the no talent show for the first sixty or so episodes. Um, and I realized that after the big after the break, you know, it'd been five years, there was no connection to the original no talent show TV show. People didn't remember this, so it was just like, oh, what is your podcast? It's called the No Talent Show. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, nobody knew it. Nobody. And I was like, that's a good. I'm like, you know, from the comedy show, it was on CMAC. You guys know it? Like, no, nobody watched. Didn't it the you first watch it? Play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we sat around here and we're uh, coming up with names, and we uh, came up with the Fresno. It's you know the same thing, Fresno Focus, but the Fresno and our logo was kind of out. So it's the you know because it's supposed it's a to joke. Be- it's a Fresno. It's a podcast is about Fresno, but we lose focus and we talk about everything and anything. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously we have not gained our focus yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to. We do want to try to stay around Fresno. You know that's kind of really at the heart of the show. You know? <clears throat> right. So yeah. And it, it is called the Radio Hour, and we are five minutes over. Um, oh. And the, oh. the music is is playing us off. The band, the band is kicking oh. us out. So uh, hold on, don't sign off yet. Thank but you for joining us, though. Thank, yeah. you, thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Re- remember, it was a pleasure. Thank you. everybody out there, check out uh, seriouslythoughpodcast.com. Uh, also, the Happy Cactus Club. Check out Color Forward. Um, all great things. Check them out. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Talk to you soon. <laughs>